<laughs> we missed my mom saying I showered and showing her crossbow. <laughs> I think Dr. Terry's killing it in the hair department. And she's I killing know, all of us, even though, even though you have a beautiful little bandana in your hair. Yeah, but everyone else usually gets all dressed up, so. It's actually yeah. usually just Maria. Yeah. Maria always looks incredible, and then I roll out of bed, and I have yeah. like mascara running down my face from four days ago. And I'm, I'm like descending down the stairs in a sequence dress. I'm ready to yeah. <laughs> The light hits her just so beautifully, and I'm just like, wait, what's happening? And she's like, I've had out, I've been waiting for hours, <laughs> hours. I, I'm going to be timing this because last time went way too long, even though you were timing. So I don't trust yeah, your timing yep. anymore. Yeah, no, you don't trust me. And that's, that's valid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot, actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access to... Google. And a vet. Oh yeah, my mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this So again. every once in a while, we're gonna invite her on. No, we don't. We're gonna actually use this. <laughs> Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. How you doing, mom? I'm doing well. How's retirement going? I feel like people haven't heard from me in a while. Uh, retirement has its up and, up and down. What are the downs? What's the down? No reason to live. <laughs> What are you talking about? You're a co-host on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if podcast. I haven't been invited back. Well, you uh, know, it was, the performance it was last time was subpar. No. <laughs> that is not why. <laughs> no, no, it's it's good. Um, can we tell people what you're what you're gonna be volunteering to do? Yes, you can. I'm in the process of it. Um, so my mom texts me, she's like, When when you come back, can you help me with paperwork? And I was like, sure. And she's like, I'm, I'm going to volunteer to vaccinate people because they're like looking for like retired nurses or anybody to like vaccinate. And I was like, oh my God, this is like the zombie apocalypse where the doctor is always the veterinarian. You know what I mean? So she, so she was asking me to help her with paperwork to show like her vet license and whatever. Um, so she could vaccinate people, but she also hasn't been vaccinated. So my first thought was like, are you going to get vaccinated if you're helping vaccinate Surely. people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I fucking hope so. Um, but have you heard back from them yet? It, it was so funny. So after uh, you left, I put it in like that night. Yeah. And it says it takes five to seven days. <laughs> Somebody shows up at your door. They're like, we heard you're volunteering. <laughs> just, you. a, just a bad has. Congratulations, you've been approved. <laughs> I swear to God, I could submit and I'd be approved. I, know. I think. It's like, you know, how like the military was like, if you had an ingrown toenail, you weren't accepted. And now you could like be missing an eye, don't know how to read, <laughs> just, you know, like every, every issue that they used to like, they're like, what, you don't see 2020, get out of here. And now it's like, we'll, we'll take a cat. We'll take military cats. Yeah, I was like really, really shocked. I said, it, it makes, you know, I thought there would be this big process. So it makes you feel like, you know, you were really vetted and it's like yeah. the next morning. Nope. They're like, nope. you, yeah, you're God, breathing out there. <laughs> you could literally like not know how to hold a, a, um, a, a needle and they, you'd mm. be like doing like nunchucks mm. with it. They'll be like, yeah, we're into it. You're doing great. Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm pretty excited though. I mean, you know, I want to help out and it makes a good story. Good yeah. way to get to know people in your community too. Yeah. Maybe. You, be- you Maybe. believe in the vaccine. <laughs> I believe in the vaccine. I mean, I think it's a great way to weed out uh, people that believe in science. That's a good start yeah. this year. That's true. <laughs> um, that's exciting. Did, did they say when you're going to start or you're just like genu- generally approved? Well, I have to do um, an on-training um, certification and I have to take a test so of course now remember how I said I was too stupid to do the upload and I needed your help so maybe I shouldn't vaccinate people and now there's a course and you have to take a test and I'm thinking I hope I'm not too yeah it's online right now I you know I cheated my way through school I'm happy to help you cheat (laughs) thank you but she was funny she like texted me she's like can you help me with paperwork stuff and I was like what do you need to do she's like I just need to like you know upload like my passport photo and my vet license and I was like I can tell you on the phone or, and she's like, no. And then we were doing it, and I was like, okay, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get you to step two. We're gonna get you. Eventually, <laughs> you're gonna be able to take something from your phone 
and put it on the internet. That's going to be this year's goal. We're going to start with baby retirement goals. My mom, you're going to get there, mom. I'm proud of you. I know, I know. I, uh, I, I got to say the um, crossbow and the flowers behind you kind of sum up all the female mealies I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Super nice and then deadly Don't. if you fuck with them. <laughs> Not piss off my mom. It could go either off. way very quickly. Honestly. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Do all that have that personality trait. Um, how are you, Maria? I'm great. Kind of I'm still learning lessons and saying no to things. Like um I was telling you, you know, some some like gigs come up that I don't necessarily want to do. And then but I always say yes to things because I'm afraid of burning bridges and I'm afraid of like not getting booked again. Like uh, like if a comedy club asked me to do something, I say yes, because they could ask a hundred other comedians. And I'm afraid if I say no, then I've just been passed up and then they'll just move on to someone else. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. just afraid of saying no. And so I just started saying no and like dealing with it. And it's been fine. Most people have been really nice about it, you know? And then my agent asked me about some gig out, out kind of in the middle of nowhere. And do you remember when we first came to the UK, Liz, like you and I were both doing, like, I remember you had a gig that you didn't get back until like you're on a, uh, you had to take a bus back because there were no trains from the middle of nowhere. You got in 5 a.m., got up the next day to do it again somewhere else. You know, we just, we just yeah. put in our time doing these gigs. And I was just like, I don't really need to do that. I told myself I wanted to focus on writing this year. I was like, I'm going to get a show commission. That's my goal. It's like the universe is like, do you want this? I'm like, no, I want that. It's like, what about yeah. this? I'm like, I want that. <laughs> and so I was just like, get that away. And then, um, yeah. And then, and then so I've been saying no. And it's been, it's been really fucking nice. <laughs> What I find funny about it is like, we're saying no in the nicest way. We're like, oh, no, thank you. Or, oh, I'm already booked or whatever. But like in my mind, as you tell the story, it's just being like, fuck off, never again. You don't value me. Like I have this like, well, that's kind (laughs) of like, I know it's an email that's like, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I am not available. But if you think of me again, (laughs) oh, it's a hundred percent that it's just like, yeah, I was just like, unfortunately, I really wish I could help out this time. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, fuck right off. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. In parentheses, I'd rather never leave the house again than do your stupid gig. (laughs) Yeah. Not that there was a stupid gig if my agent's listening it no, was, no, it was no. really, <laughs> actually we sounded like a really anything. nice gig thank you so much for thinking of us <laughs> um, um oh i'm proud of you you guys want to know what my news is yeah yes i came home to a bunch of boxes of i'm so excited i'm an author just so you know everybody got text messages that, that was like i'm an author <laughs> <laughs> and i had a spell check author and then i copy and pasted that when I texted my friends because I didn't want to spell author. Um, That's great. Yeah, I had all these boxes. So I came back from Florida and I had all these boxes and I I swear to God, I looked like a UPS station. I was like, why do I have so many boxes? And um, a bunch of them were books. And it was like, I've seen people like unpack stuff. First of all, you know how like there's unboxing videos on YouTube, like somebody gets the new iPhone and they're like, I'm unboxing the iPhone. Oh, look at all these things you could Mm -hmm. do. And I'm like, who gives a shit? But unboxing my book, like I was like, the world needs to know. I have boxes of my book. Um, I'm excited. I feel good. I can't, like you have a tangible thing to hold of all your hard work. And that's amazing. Yeah, because comedy, you don't have anything tangible. You might have a special. It's not tangible unless you're holding like a DVD, I guess. You know what I really want to do? And it, it doesn't, because of the pandemic, not as many people are in the subway. But you know, like, I can't tell you how many times, like, I, I like looking at what people are reading. And it like, it tells you a little story about the person. So you see like a cute guy and he's reading a book and it's just like, it looks stupid. And you're like, he's stupid. And then you see a girl and she's reading a book and she's like, she's trying to get to know herself better more power to you lady like you know what I mean like so there's a part of me that just wants to be like <laughs> on the subway doing my own advertising like <laughs> and they're well, like I, I I really do think you should you should like super mensch it and then just just pay a bunch of people to read your book in yeah, public so everybody's on the my <laughs> yeah send one just to one me or no, I'll buy one I'll do you that favor Liz I'll buy one and then I'll just well, read it I on bought the one Liz thanks mom oh. And, and on Kindle, Kindle and paperback. For Whoa, that's two copies. I can't wait to get to number one in the <laughs> dog, cat, animal, humor section. I've never heard a more specific section. Is that in my the life. section you're in, in the dog, cat, animal, humor section? I made it to number 23 to the that's dog, a- cat, 
animal humor section on Amazon. So why cat? I I might be getting pretty big head soon. So get ready. <laughs> I do like the idea. So I want to take pictures of it in like front of the litter box and be like, "What's your cat reading?" <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. What does your cat read when it takes a poop? Um, I but think, I do I've... like the idea of just a bunch of people on the subway. That would be great. I'll see what I, I can pre- put together during a I pandemic. Pre-ordered it. It's it's but it doesn't come out until April 29th in the UK. Apparently. I know. I saw th- on oh, Amazon. Thank you. Thank you, mm-hmm. Muffin. Um, yep. I saw that. I've had a couple of UK fans tell me it doesn't come out. So I think. But rest assured, I'll be out there just like reading yeah. the book very clearly. <laughs> yeah. Please let everybody know. I will say this. So Ophira Eisenberg is a, a comic. Do you know her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she came out with her book, I want to say like eight years ago, something like that. Um, crap, I can't even think of what it is. Something screw like everybody. Screw, screw everybody, yeah. Screw everybody how I slept my way to marriage or something like that. Um, but it was all these stories that she had told about dating and whatever. It was a great book. I really loved it. But I, w- I was on a packed subway and I was holding the bar and I looked down and this girl is reading the book and she, she turns and another girl goes, oh, is that any good? And she's like, oh yeah, it's really good. So now I'm watching people talk about my friend's book. And I finally was like, she's a comedian. She's amazing. And so that's uh, what I want somebody to do for me. I want you to, everybody get my book. I am. Read it in a public place and then loudly talk about how funny I am. That's Just laugh out loud. <laughs> loudly <laughs> talk about loud. how funny I am rather than laugh. And have a highlighter, have a highlighter in your hand. <laughs> and you're like, I'm a vet, but I'm learning so much. I'm learning so much. Um, <laughs> Do you want to get into announcements besides yeah, that I book? Mean, it was, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's get into regular announcements. Um, thank you to all our patrons. Our patrons are the best. Um, we are so grateful. So we started in the month of March because this is season two, year two of two non-doctors. Mom, you've been doing this for a year. I know. It's sad. It's sad oh. and an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mixture. It's a bittersweet. Um, so what we decided to do is we have a weekly let's get personal to anybody that gives us $5 or more. We already have, I think, three or four out. And we are using um, the 36 questions to fall in love. And each each week we answer one of the questions. I mean, deeper and deeper in love, me and Maria are. We've Every also week. fought in one episode. That was fun. Um, definitely got into like a verbal. She was they'll listen um so patreons uh five dollars or more but you know you get stickers uh you can get uh, monthly bonus episodes you can control our googles you can be a google guest um be cool like dr terry um so yeah thank you to all our patreons and if you want to join um you can uh follow us on the socials you can follow us on twitter facebook and youtube at two non-doctors full word doctors the number two and then on instagram at two non-drs and um, if you have a moment and you would like to give us a rate and review, it helps us out a lot. It helps us be seen and it makes us feel good. You feed Liz's ego even more. Just food. <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, if you just, um, yeah, a uh, five-star review. Uh, if I should be so brazen as to tell you exactly. <laughs> don't leave yeah, me any of this. Uh, five stars. Don't be shit. reviewing with less than five stars. Don't be dicks. Just don't We're review. stuck inside. Yeah. No. Um, but, um, and then I have a couple of quick show announcements. I mean, besides buy my book, I feel like that yeah. was buy my book. Um, buy my book comes out. Um, I think it comes out this today. It comes out this the day this episode comes out. Um, so yeah, if you bought my book, do a an Amazon review. That'd be really nice. That helps as well. Uh, I'm in Portland doing outdoor gigs April third, April eleventh. I'm doing another Zoom diner with Mike Kaplan and Ophira Eisenberg. I just realized she's oh, um, nice uh, on the show. Yeah, I'm so excited for both of them. Um, then April 21st to 24th, I'm doing Philly punchline. It's indoors, but half capacity, social distance, all that stuff. And then April 28th to the 30th, I'm doing Acme in Minneapolis. Uh, that is like 36% capacity, socially distanced, mask worn, all that stuff. But all that information is on the website. If you want to come see a live show, it's slowly happening. Hopefully and as if you want to be vaccinated by Dr. Terry, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you will that's just a $500 tier on our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, mom, you're going to be a vaccination tier. Steal yeah. some vaccination. Oh, great. <laughs> Go to prison, but it'll be a great story for us. Yeah. Mm. Do it for yeah. the podcast. 
Absolutely. Um, fan mail? Oh, fan mail. Fan mail? Fan mail. So our fan mail is from William. He writes to us and says, hey, y'all, I'm a fellow non-doctor and former nicotine mm-hmm. who's been nicotine, like we spelled with um, like a teen because we're brilliant. <laughs> I think you wanted my mom to have a stronger response. And she's like, you're not clever. And I'm upset. That you <laughs> and you don't know how to spell. Nic- <laughs> and Nic- you don't know how to spell. I know how to spell. It's called a pun. <laughs> you do puns here, mom. <laughs> um, who's been jo- enjoying your podcast. I appreciate your honest conversations. When I was 13, I started using nicotine. I live in the South, so most of the most disgusting forms used to be pretty common. Thankfully, I quit over 20 years ago with only a couple of minor slips. I definitely used tobacco for the effects it had. I smoked to stay awake on long drives. Once I tried to quit uh, by making myself roll my own cigarettes. I tried that. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. You just get really good at rolling cigarettes. And then... (laughs) um, (laughs) I, I just got good at that. Oh, he just says that. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the strong unfiltered cigarettes put me to sleep. I struggled for a bit and found it uh, so hard to quit because nicotine would damper down negative feelings that I had. Taking that away left me to deal with life. So on normal days, I would get irritated, sad, and at times angry, which are all normal feelings that I had not been dealing with properly. I had just been using an off switch or more accurately, a dimmer switch. I'm not saying that the old and new me is that different. These days, I still curse out loud pretty often. Uh, but it it is it uh, isn't often heard. I dream of something I long to do or someplace I want to visit. I get lost in words from songs, podcasts, and books. I like to go on hikes in forests and paddle down rivers. I hope to take pictures that I like and long to have, long to hang with friends who enjoy being together. I value conversations with friends. Maybe I'm still not totally dealing with those feelings, but I do have a better understanding about life, and what I should be focusing on. The daily downs are not that big of a deal to me. Looking forward to seeing y'all live. Best will. He said exactly, you know, when you like have an assumption about something and then somebody just like completely explain, like the fact that he used it, like he said, like as this dimmer switch to like the feelings were already there. It just kind of helped numb them a little bit. The same way you would do kind of any drug, if you think about it, like it's just something so you don't have to deal with stuff. But the idea that it's almost like, you know how people talk about microdosing? Like I know people have microdosed like ayahuasca and like stuff like that like yeah it feels like a cigarette is like this microdosing just to kind of make sure you don't think about stuff or mm. or t- kind of take you or the fact that like a literal cigarette break is like i just need to get out of the office or i need to just get away from these people like it's literally you get an excuse to separate yourself from a bad situation or an overwhelming situation yeah i mean that's why i <laughs> that's why i smoked just get away from people it's like uh, this conversation's great. I'm loving it. I have to go kill myself <laughs> outside. Um, <laughs> so. I feel like phones kind of allow you to do that now because you could just be like, oh, I got to, I got to answer it. Like, oh, this email's great. Like, cause you have text, you have email, you have phone calls, you got Instagram. Like you have so many important things that you could be doing that you'd be like, oh, let me just, I just got to work always having me. And then you're just like doing whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and you know, different type of cancer. I don't know. I, I just appreciated how he like talked about how he actually was using it and then kind of shows what he's done to replace and, it. And just being cool. aware of like, not he's, you know, he's like, I'm not like totally different, but I'm aware of it now, you know? Yeah. Also, I mean, I, did you ever read the, is it called the power of habits? It's like, it's still like, a, a yeah, I never bestseller. really understood why that was such a, did oh, you I read that book, Terry? No, no. I liked I it. I, I didn't really like, get it. Like Brene Brown. I'm like, don't get it. Oh, watch your mouth. I love both of them. Um, what helps with that book with the power of habit is that like any habit doesn't matter if it's smoking to, you know, your cup of coffee to whatever you need to replace it with another habit. So, you know what I mean? So I feel like that's what William was kind of saying is like, you know, now when I feel anxious or down or whatever, I connect with friends. I go for a walk in the woods. Like, I think that's the most important thing is when you try to quit something cold Turkey, there's nothing, you know what I mean? There's now this void in your day. And now you're just like dealing with these feelings or you're dealing with this pain where there's a healthier way to kind of deal with it. Or there's just, you know what I mean? Like calling a friend is way healthier than smoking a cigarette. Yeah. I mean, depends on the friend. There's some shitty <laughs> friends out there. Um, what you doing over there, Maria? Just in, I'm in the dark. That's okay. Um, um, I did wanna, uh, we can cut this out if this is too embarrassing. Um, although I think you might've said it on an episode, mom, where you tried to use, uh, nicotine patches for weight loss. No, the gum. The nicotine gum, is that what it was? Yeah. So she, she heard that, was it that just nicotine in general suppresses your, uh, increases your metabolism. 
Yeah, oh. and then it, isn't it an appetite suppressant as well, nicotine? Yeah, I think so. But I think the reason was to speed up your metabolism. So, you know, I got the, the gum. But she's never smoked before. My mom's no, never smoked. Never. And then she got the gum and then she's like, I'm That's hilarious. She goes, and you know, I like gum. Yeah, she's a big gum yeah. person. Um, it's sturdy gum, the nicotine gum. It's really hard to chew. It's got like more of a, less of a give to it. Yeah, but I threw it in my mouth like a chiclet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did not go well. She got like, what'd you get? You got like dizzy and an upset stomach, right? Well, yeah. My heart, I, I, my heart was racing. I, I, you know, I did it. I got in the car to go to work and my heart was racing. I was starting to get warm. I was rolling down the, I thought I was going to die. And, and, it, and I never smoked. And I thought, you know, caffeine, nicotine, I'm used to stimulants, but, you know, Sam, my son said, you know, the gum gets into your bloodstream pretty quick, especially if you're not used to it. Yeah. And it's probably causing my, you know, tachycardia. Yeah. <laughs> and there's different gum. <laughs> that gum. There's different levels too. So like if you had a particularly strong one too, like, yeah, because it does make your heart race. It does like, you can start hiccuping if you um, chew it like regular gum, you know, like you also just keep it in the side of your mouth and it's supposed to be kind of a slow release. But if you're just chomping away, like, yeah, you'll get the hiccups. Blowing bubbles with it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the effect, the effect was immediate. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was also scary. And then she had to smoke a pack a day to get off the yeah. It was hilarious. Rough. She had a, she had a uh, rough go. Um, <laughs> thank you for writing in, William. We appreciate you. Thank you. Um, you want to you do your Googles? You ready? Yes. Yeah. Should I go first? Or? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're, you're as a frequent I hope. I don't think this one has been done, but we're having like this family discussion about like mold on things. Um, you know, do you cut it off or just throw everything away? Oh, funny. Uh, we, we have a different <laughs> opinion. So is it safe to just cut the mold off the bread and eat the rest? I want to know. I actually know the answer to this. Oh, that was smarty pants. Well, it's a smarty pants. It's, 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 a, it's a Google that I had to do. Do you want me to say what I think it is? Yeah. So your answer not correct. And, you. You, and you can correct me. Um, you can't just cut it off because it like bleeds in and it's it's kind of, even though you only see it, let's say like this little section of mold, it actually bleeds into the rest of the the loaf and it it it's spurs and stuff. So you, you actually shouldn't just cut it out. You should throw out the whole loaf. Yeah, you're actually correct. It says with soft food, the roots or tentacles of the mold penetrate deeper. So any kind of soft food, jams, soft, uh, fruit, lunch meat, which just sounds disgusting. Yeah. Who cuts it? However, harder food foods like uh, carrots or salami is okay because it can't travel. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know so, that. One. But the, the bottom line was, even on the Google says, don't be so cheap. Bread is cheap. Just throw it away. Yeah, that's but, fair. <laughs> what, there's but, food uh, insecurity I, in this nation. I know, sorry. Google. Yeah. Oh. I, I, worked at a, I worked at a chain restaurant um, like a Bob Evans type of restaurant, but it wasn't Bob Evans. And when I was like 16 and I, one of my first jobs was to cut the mold off the strawberries for the strawberry pie. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was, uh, yeah, hundred percent foul. So like what happens, obviously this pie is like got moldy strawberries. Um, <laughs> what happens to you? Like, do you, does it make you sick? Does it make you like, if you eat moldy food, what happens? It's actually toxic. I tried to get more information about it, like, but it, it didn't go any deeper to say that, A, don't do it. And it could almost be a form of food poisoning for some people. I don't think you would die because I, I kind of Googled, will you die if you eat? Also, will you no die? Di- I mean, I'm no dying. this our entire childhood. <laughs> yeah, you always made me cut the mold out of the bread. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's and- the funny part about it is both you and dad were just like, just cut around, just eat around it. Just like eat around the mold. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> so I'm like, you don't die, but my stomach hasn't been right for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, you don't, it doesn't seem like you die, but you could have like food poisoning. And then if you have asthma, it could also cause like a uh, respiratory distress. You can have an okay. allergic reaction. So in the wrong person, it's a kind of a bad idea yeah yeah but, uh, have you ever eaten something and find out too late there's mold on it that's happened to me yeah. or like you just make something and, you, and you're like oh no and then you have to make a decision again i've yeah. eaten around it 
and I even knew the thing about the mold. I was like, too late. I already ate half the sandwich. I made a whole. They, they said if you have like a big bag of bread and if this slice has it, you're probably okay if you throw away a few slices. But if yeah. if, if there's any mold on a slice of bread, that yeah, know, spreads out. But it Just travels. Know. See, we learned so. something. I oh, did. I, did. I, I was I was afraid that we might have done this one. No. 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 Wise. Look at all this wisdom. I know. I learned. Well, I didn't really. Well, I guess I learned some. You just want to fight. I know what the, I know what your Googles are about. It's about winning fights. Yeah, it is because you know who was cutting off. <laughs> I know. I know that's a bad guy. And Sam was like, that's not a good idea. And I'm like, there's no hope in getting him to change his mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let me just see if he's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know that's what dad does. He made yeah. us do that. And then I was in college and I think somebody told me not to do that. And then I Googled like, and that's how I found out my thing. And now I'm better, slightly better. God knows, help me if I have a moldy carrot. I'm going to be like, ah. like my mom said, it's okay. <laughs> uh, what's your Google, Maria? It's about, um, I had like a, I have a steroid no nasal spray that they um, gave me for my allergies. And I was against using it. I guess it helps. Maybe it was the pills, but like, I mean, I'm a little bit better, but so I wanted to know if the steroid spray was making me swell in the face. Cause I felt like the last podcast we did, I felt like, um, my head width and my neck width were like the same. <laughs> so I think <laughs> my neck swell. That's the worst thing about zoom is you're just staring at yourself the whole time. And you're just <laughs> like, this is, am I just, I don't want to look at myself and think about imperfections while trying to have a conversation. Yeah. It's been really detrimental for me, but <laughs> <laughs> so like I was trying to figure out if this like steroid nasal spray uh, caused you to inflame up or like be swell up. And I haven't found anything that like, it's not even like we've heard of this question before and no, it's just like, uh, does nasal spray cause inflammation? Uh, it cures inflammation. Like it's just, you know what I mean? It dances around the word with other words. And so oh, I don't oh, think so. Oh, I think, I think you the doctor has an answer. Dr. Terry, please. Uh, <laughs> can you correct us in real time? Oh my God. I don't want to interrupt. But the thing is like for cats, like an inhaler. She's not a cat, mom. I am a cat. Go on. <laughs> but like for an inhaler, for example, they have asthma and you give them pills, there are side effects, systemic, you know, they drink a lot, pee a lot. However, if you want to get around the bad side effects of steroids, then you do it topically and you just do it in where you need to lower the inflammation. So it's not that some of the steroids couldn't get into your bloodstream, but it's less likely. And doing like topical or an inhaler or a spray, there's probably less side effects than if your doctor put you on prednisolone. With oh, I see. I always yeah. thought like a spray was so going. Your face there. looks very nice. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So I keep it yeah, dark. So it could. I mean, it's going to get down the inflammation where it needs to. And could it get into a capillary and get to the bloodstream? Maybe, but not as badly. Okay. Oh, it's good to know because I'm always really nervous every time I spray it. You know, I will say this because dad was like addicted to those things. Those are not has, good though. He has no sense of smell, so you don't yeah. want to live off those. Yeah, like, I don't want to do my, it at all. Yeah, like, like, because I know dad was like always using them and he has no sense of smell. He invented COVID. Was what <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the Italians. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I get really sensitive where I change anything and I'm like, am I just regular puffy or oh, or is it something? 100%. Yeah. I'm like, what are these doing? Is it worth it? I don't know. Just so you know, almost every Google every week is why am I puffy? Why is my face not look perfect? That's almost every single Google, whether it's about acne or puffy, like I, that makes me laugh. Okay. This one is really silly and I really actually want to know your thoughts, mom. So I'm in Florida and I don't know how this came up with Danny, but she said, that somebody she works with, somebody she works with wife got cosmetic ablation to her uterus so she wouldn't get her period. And I was like, wait, what? And I've heard of ablations for the uterus because when you get a, a regular pap smear, I think you have to get a coposcopy and they check for like, I, I'm gonna sound like a moron, but they check for any kind of foreign things to make sure you don't have cancer or whatever. And then if the coposcopy doesn't come out well, then I think 
you have to get an ablation or like I've heard of I've heard my friends get ablations before because of something wrong with their uterus but I've never heard of this co cosmetic ablation because you just don't want to have your period these women are in like their 40s or 50s no I think in their 40s and so I was like do people get cosmetic ablations to get to stop their period so this is a thing it's called endometrial ablation it removes the endometrium which is the lining of the uterus. In most cases, this stops you from having a period. If it doesn't completely stop your flow, it should at least like either return to normal. So it's like um, a lot of times people are getting it because they have like a crazy period. Like it's it, either it's like really long, like it's longer than seven days or it's like extremely heavy and like they're constantly changing tampons kind of thing. But it should, if it doesn't completely stop your period, it should at least return to normal or be very light. You can still get pregnant, but it's, it's very unlikely. You might probably have miscarriages. They do recommend, even if you get this, that you should use birth control because it not apparently not having a period or a very light period doesn't mean you can't get pregnant. And then also it says uh, it may come, at, it, this might be a, whatever the reason you're getting it done whether it's this cosmetic thing or medical, it could come back a couple of years later. So it's like a temporary solution regardless. But I said cosmetic and cause I was asking her, I was like some gynecologist is just doing this. And she goes, apparently it's the it thing now. You know how like some Botox thing comes in and everybody does it. I've never heard of it in my life. I don't know as somebody that would love to not have their period. I don't know if I'm gonna go start and these are clearly women that have also already had kids, but it just kind of blew my mind that people are like getting cut, like cosmetically. I've also, my thought is this, whenever you, as a woman, fuck with your period, whether it's because it's a birth control that, just a birth control in general, let alone the ones that stop you from having your period, like it, doesn't it mess with your hormones? Like wouldn't physically not having a period, even if it is, am I being crazy? I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's I think it's dangerous. Yeah, I understand mm. if you need it for like medical reasons, like there. Yeah, is but cosmetic, reason. just to I mean, if there's a reason, I guess get and it I'm done. And I'm lazy, and even I was like, Ooh. but I think that lining is supposed to be shed for a reason. You yeah. know, I, just wait for a menopause. Wait for menopause. It's wonderful. I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> is it wonderful? I keep hearing that menopause is wonderful. Like women, like yeah. Once you know, hit it, the before with the hot flashes and everything, getting there is. Oh yeah, my you know. My but once the destination is worth it. Oh, the destination is worth is worth it. I mean, I, you know, you have your period. What? How many years? Like forty years or whatever. And then to have that all of a sudden, it happens around 50, 55, you don't have your period, you don't have to worry about tampons, you can go on a trip and you know, not all of a sudden, you know, as would, you ever have, like, would you ever get like scared? You're like, oh no, I got to, oh, I don't get my period. <laughs> <laughs> not so much that, but like, you know, someone will say, do you have a tampon? It's like, I haven't carried it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 14 years so it's it's kind of freeing I know you you want it when you're young because there's all good biological reasons but you know once you don't have it anymore man you don't miss it yeah yeah <laughs> very excited I would love to not ruin everything I own um, um yeah when just I everything started I love dating, has been ruined first cool. the first thing like when I first started dating Johnny it was just like sorry about your sheets <laughs> please please don't it like is. me it's all you're doing is like you're just ruining every everything you've bought anything like I I mean we could go on and on yeah I just found in my mind I just don't fuck don't fuck with that stuff you know what I mean okay let's get personal you guys yeah. ready okay the question is what's an attribute about you that makes you feel like you're fun well, Dr. You, start. you look so unhappy right now <laughs> I don't think I'm fun. You are fun. <laughs> fun. Mom, you're fun. I can't think of anything. Can I tell you what I think yours is? Yes. You're a great storyteller. It's, really? I actually, when you were telling the story in the car the other day, it made me realize where I get my exaggerations from. And my oh, yeah. cool, my cool, let me tell you a story. Okay, so my parents picked me up from the airport. And I mean, they haven't seen me in a month. 
you know, whatever. My mom is just like, so my dad was helping um, my sister. She had a toilet that was broken. So she was helping her buy a toilet, whatever. But I guess my dad's driving and he's like on the phone and he's like speed dialing. But you know, my dad is a kind of like, I can do it all. And every time I guess he uses the phone, he's like kind of weaving out of the lanes. And my mom's telling the story and she's like, your father is going like, we're in, we're in the, we're just dying. And I'm like, is this worth it for a toilet, Jim? Is it worth it? <laughs> I, my life <laughs> is on the line because you want to buy a toy. Like she is yelling. She, I mean, my mom is flinging her body from one side of the car to the other. She's looking back at me, but I'm like dying laughing because in some ways I know how my dad is where he's just like, it's fine. I know what I'm doing. He's like opening a Red Bull while reading a book, while making a phone call while looking for, you know, like, and of course he's never crashed, but it's still like, it's scary. But I also know my mom, which is like, you stop at a normal speed at a traffic light and my mom's grabbing the old shit bar and being like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> mom, mom, you can't scare me like that. I know how to drive. So it's just, my favorite part is my mom, like even though I know how she tells stories, like some of it, she uses a little leniency like we all do in a comic <laughs> way. Um, but she is, she's just, I, I love, even when she talks about my brothers, like I'll be like, oh, how's Sam? And she's like, Oh my God. And she's telling she's <laughs> worried about him doing laundry. And it's the funniest thing I've ever heard because, you know, that's, I, this is where I get my humor from this, like, you know, exaggerations and the world is ending style of storytelling. <laughs> it's charming. Yeah. Maybe not to dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you that. Here, you tell, you tell good the, rant, the rants. Yeah. The ranting, the ranting nature of our yes. vibe. But even like, you know, I, I would ask her about her day and she'd tell me about a client and like you find out later, just like my jokes, this is a 20, center, 20 second interaction, but it's a 10 minute ranting story, which is pretty much how I tell jokes. 30 seconds of my yes. life and I wrote a six minute bit. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, uh, okay, so I think the way you interpret the world, like I've always loved that you have such extreme self-awareness that like as somebody is understanding, they might not even be there. Like you're already two steps ahead of everybody else. So like you, like you walk into a restaurant or you walk into a room and you're already aware of what's going on in the room, how everybody else feels, how you feel. And then you call it out in a way that like, is like, for, sometimes it's off-putting in a way where you're like, I'm not ready to deal with these feelings. But in other ways, you're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like, oh, I don't need everybody to know how uncomfortable I feel, or this is really weird. Um, but in other ways, you just, again, you bring out the humor of the situation because you call it as it is in the moment before people even fully mentally acknowledge it. So I see it in your writing, but I also see it in just hanging out with you as a friend that you are on top of, you're mentally on top of each situation before anybody else is. Thank you. I had no idea. And I didn't expect you to say that. So that's cool. So I wasn't two steps ahead of that, I guess. But like yeah. Johnny <laughs> Johnny did say that he loves going to restaurants with me. And I'm like, why? And he tries to explain how I interact with people. He's like, it's not rude at all. He's like, but you act as if it's a it's like a transaction, like it's a deal. <laughs> like, like he tries <laughs> to explain how like I just come in and sort of like navigate and, and I, I don't know. I'm just like, but I don't understand how else am I supposed to act? Like, I don't get it, but that's nice. So as long as that's fun. I was rewatching <laughs> re our, our episode, you know, that already came out when we were, I was doing the stuff to get ready for it. And we had that thing about like, what's the most, you know, what's the meal that like has memories to you? Like what's the best meal? And I forgot how much I love hearing you talk about food. I'm not even a foodie. Like we're not food, like me, our family, we could eat peanut butter and jelly every day for the rest of our lives and be fine. Like, we're just not foodie people. Not to say that we don't like good food, but like, I forgot how much I enjoy, like, you know, you went to Poland and most of the story is about food. Like, you know what I mean? Like she goes somewhere new and it's not about the places that she went or the people she met or the show she did. It's, I had a meal and I'm going to tell you a 20 minute story about a meal. And like, yeah, it's like I don't care but she's so fucking excited and she gets like, she brings me into her world where I'm like, maybe I would like that meal. And she, at the end of it, she's like, you wouldn't have liked it, but <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> it, it's like, if it were a show, it would be me totally focused on this dish, talking about the dish 
and like all the things about it and the 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 herbs in the special regions of Italy, some of it came from, and then blah, 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 blah. And just going into minute detail of this dish. And as it like slowly pans out, it's like a, a like a pullback and reveal that I'm at a wedding. <laughs> like it's actually somebody's biggest day of their life. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. it is, you have you have like a childlike glee about spices to the point where like I was there was like a tea shop in Florida and they had spices and stuff like that. And it made me remember when we went to Borough Market in the UK for the first time, um, pasta's awake. There she, she is. She's very silent. She didn't even cry. Oh God. But anyway, so we went to Borough Market for the first time. What is this? Like eight, nine years ago. And I, she was like a kid in a candy store and she's explaining me to all the spices. You know me, I don't like, yeah. I, I was calling oh. cumin cumin for God. <laughs> um, so, but like her, her excitement and her appreciation makes me excited. And it, I find more and more other people's joy gives me joy. Um, and that kind of leads into what I think makes me fun. I'm a great wingman. I'm yeah. like, I am, fuck you. I'm a great wingman. I, I just, I like being along for the ride. I notice it with Sammy. Like I notice it with my brother who's, who's with me right now. Um, but like I was with my friend Danny for a month, but like, even during the pandemic, like any roommate, they would be like, hey, I'm going to the bodega. Do you want to come? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you want to come? Yeah. Like Danny's be like, hey, I have to go to the kid's school and pick up a folder. Do you want to come? Yeah. I like, love that about you. You're always down. Let's go. Go yeah. for a drive. Let's go. Yeah. I, but, but that's like, I don't know if it's like fun, but I'm like, it's very rare that I'm going to say no. And I kind of, I just want to be, I want to be invited. I just want to be invited. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then of course you have to like the fact that I'm going to talk the whole time. Like I noticed with Danny, who's, you know, she's been my friend for 25 years, but I don't remember us ever turning on the radio. She's a talker too. And that's kind of helpful. But I was like, oh, we just talked for a month straight. Like just da 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 and I was like, I'm a good wingman if you're okay with me describing everything that happens. Like that story told once in an episode where like I was in LA and I was like, oh, it's a pretty tree. Oh, that's a weird looking building. <gasps> a dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't realize when you said wingman, that's what you meant. So that's why I was incredulous. I thought you meant like, I'm good at helping you get laid. <laughs> that's oh no, I was like, not the really? typical, <laughs> yeah. no, not that kind of wingman, but just like in general, like a partner in crime. Like, I just feel like being like the the kind of you know what is it the Sancho's to your Don Quixote like it's that kind of like you're the lesser but I don't feel like a lesser I feel like a partner like I feel like a trusted you know person that holds your satchel like I'm I will always hold your purse when you go to the bathroom I will always hold your express bag that you're, you don't want to hold so you don't put it on the ground I'm good like that you're a great you're a great friend you're great best friend that's not a wingman that's just you're just awesome i uh there was a did you see the instagram video i sent you there's a gymnast running and jumping and then yes. she like she like misses her landing her and like there's a huge pile of cushion that she was supposed to land on and she just misses it so she's about to fall on the ground and you hear people gasping that her coach comes running up and grabs her before she falls <laughs> i sent that mm -hmm. to liz i was like this is our friendship <laughs> when i like <laughs> <leave it." laughs> Me laugh so hard. <laughs> I sent her a video where it's a guy was like, Oh, you know, that friend that always has everything. And they're like, Oh, you need water. Oh and God. then out of his small backpack, he has like a huge thing of water, like a, like a gallon of water. <laughs> it's like, Oh, you need tweezers. And then it's like a huge thing of like anything you would get in a boutique. And it's just like, Oh, you want to go for a run? And then it's just like running shoot, like it just literally like a Mary Poppins bag. But that's I think it's I this like, backpack. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we'll be like in Bumblefuck Europe somewhere and Maria will be like, oh man, I broke a nail. I was like, I have nail glue. Why? Why? <laughs> and then she'll I don't like, even oh, have nail glue like, and I live in this city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like something will break and I'll be like, oh, I have tape. I have regular glue. Like I, you know, I'm that kind of Girl Scout, Boy Scout of like always having everything, but I do. I'm a wingman and I'm, I'm always ready, ready guys. You are. All right, uh, does anybody wanna to add to what's special about them since I did my own? <laughs> no, okay, no. we'll move on to the topic. You did great guys. <laughs> um, okay, our topic is irrational fears. I, my first thought was like the weirdest irrational fear I've ever heard, which is a friend's brother was scared of buttons, like legit scared of buttons you could literally get him to like get away from you by putting a button on the table or taking a button from your shirt and putting it on him just scared of buttons and i had never heard that before and it always stayed in my mind 
So did he own all like zippy stuff or stuff without button? Like he couldn't have any. I'm assuming, buttons. but like, how do you, buttons are everywhere. How do you go? What are you just wearing? Sweatpants and t-shirts <laughs> everywhere? I mean, that works for, you know, 2020 like lives. There was a huge list of phobias that I was doing something with, uh, for writing exercises and, and they were like, go to this website and just start writing about some of these phobias, which I thought was like kind of shit. I mean, it didn't say make fun of the phobias, but like, what else am I going to do? <laughs> like, yeah. When people have a fear of balloons and stuff, like what else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about irrational fears because I've just suddenly, and maybe it's not irrational, but I've just suddenly uh, developed a fear of flying, which I've never had before. I used Like in the uh, like last I've, year? Yeah, like- in the last couple of years. Because I remember flying into LA last year, last June. So that was June of 2020. No, sorry, January 2020. And just being terrified. Every like turbulence scares me now. I used to think it was kind of fun. Felt like being on a jet ski, but I was in the air. And then I was like, I'm in a jet ski, but I'm in the air. <laughs> like, like suddenly, <laughs> like this isn't. And I think it's just because like I started hearing news stories about flights that got shot out of the sky or disappeared or um, failed in one way or another. But you just kind of hear more and more of those as you get older and you go, anything can happen up there. And I didn't, I just don't like it anymore. Like I, my parents keep wanting me to like plan a trip home, which I want to see them. I don't want to get on that flight. (laughs) I'm terrified of it. But are you able to, which is crazy because I know you flew, you've flown all over the world. I mean, we've, we've both flown everywhere, but like I've had turbulent flights where I was like, I am going to die. Like, cause you also notice patterns with like scary flights where like, if they go, Hey guys, there's going to be a rough, rough patch of air. It's going to get a little weird. We're fine. Like, when they tell you about it, that never bothers me. Even if it doesn't yeah. feel good. I'm like, he knows about it. If he knows about it, how bad can it be? The, the ones that scare me where they're like, you know, it's a three hour flight. It's like, 20 minutes in and they're like hey everybody sit the fuck down you know what i mean like because <laughs> even even the flight attendant's like hey guys it's gonna be a little patch of air strap in right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like taking their sodas and running the cart back you're like um this doesn't feel planned <laughs> when it's not planned it's like really really scary but i mean i don't know like i, I there's a part of me and i i flew egypt air three times after that flight disappeared what like five years ago like it was mm. an Egypt air flight disappeared. And then I don't know if they even ever found it. And then I flew it three times and I was like, you know, this airline doesn't feel like the one I want to be on. Egypt like, you know, air, Egypt air is hilarious. Like they're just so cash. And like last time I flew Egypt air, somebody was smoking in the bathroom. Like there are no rules. I've, tr- I've flown since I was like the first time I flew long distance, I was 11, you know? So I've just like flown my whole life. And just out of nowhere, I'm just like so scared to do it now. Um, I'm also afraid right? that climate change, just want to say this real quick. I'm also afraid that climate change is affecting weather, weather patterns and affecting and making turbulence worse because it just feels like it's gotten worse. I, I don't know factually if that's true or not, but like, I don't feel like, I feel like they know about the weather as it's coming. I've never felt like they're telling us about rain like six weeks ahead of time, half the time. Like I just, that doesn't scare me. Like I do, I'm scared that it is worse and planes take off less. Like, I feel like they're more cautious, but I don't know. I feel like they know about that stuff. You're terrified of flying, right, mom? I'm terrified of flying, but you know, my big question on all my research with irrational, you know, fear of flying. I mean, there's a, re- a lot of reasons to be afraid. It, yeah, it makes sense. It almost makes sense. But I guess for your career, if you won't get on a plane again, now it's a problem. Yeah, Absolutely. But for me, I'm thinking, I don't want to fly. But, you know, if I was going to go visit Anne, you know, you take your Xanax and you get on the flight. (laughs) Also, I feel like for you, Maria, it's an irrational fear. Like, mom, you haven't traveled that much. So all you can do is think, I've heard a couple news reports about flights falling out of the sky. It seems unsafe. And then, Maria, you've flown a gazillion times your whole life. For you to be scared of it now and negate all the experiences you have because that's for me like i looked at all these irrational fears and of course every single one was like traumatic event you know when you're a child i feel like every episode is, should just be called childhood trauma um, <laughs> because it always just stems back to that because most of these don't make sense without somebody like the fear of balloons like unless somebody punched you in the face with a balloon or that a balloon took your mother like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're just like I, I just don't understand it's like the movie up but 
you were still but, living. But, but devastated. <laughs> Where are you going? Um, but instead of her dying of old age, somebody took her away on a balloon. So what, like, what does define an irrational fear other than just a fear? Okay, phobia is an intense fear of something that in reality poses little to no actual danger. Most develop in childhood, but they can develop later in life. You may realize it's irrational. So you may know, like, you know, flying is irrational, but you can't control it. The biggest thing when it comes to irrational fears is it isn't like, oh, I don't like spiders. It is affects your life, like your life. Like you don't leave the house because of a spider is on the porch. So it isn't this like, I don't like spiders. It is, I cannot function at a normal way, fear of spiders. So just like the example my mom gave, which is your whole life is flying. And if you give up your career and seeing the people you love because you're scared of flying, now it's a phobia. As opposed mm. to you're scared to fly, you still get on the plane. And it can slowly develop. So like I had a friend become agoraphobic and she didn't start out agoraphobic. We, we were roommates and we lived together. And then I ended up leaving. And then eventually she just didn't leave the house to the point where she, she lost her job. So wow. um, yeah, and she's, she's doing a lot better. And A, like I said, it can develop over time, but it's, you know, that's the thing. Like, even when we talked about like OCD and like other um, types of like mental illnesses, like it's not this, like, I have to clean the stove. It's like, it, it affects you leaving the house. It affects your entire life. So all these phobias aren't just like buttons make me sad. It's like, I, like I see a button, I start crying and I have a panic attack and I, I can't leave the house for the rest of the day because I saw a button. What, what is interesting is it says that they're highly treatable. Like, I think, I think it is um, uh, a lot of facing your fears, immersion therapy. You know, if you're scared of elevators, it's getting on an elevator, seeing it go, you know, having those experiences, learning how to self-soothe and calm yourself, certain tactics. Like I, I do think because, you know, let's just use buttons, you know, everybody has them and they seem to be fine. Like you, you do a lot of logic that buttons aren't murdering anybody or you whatever. You really press in my buttons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you want to go? I wanted you guys to guess the most common phobias. Okay. Five, the what five you, most common. You, you did this. Oh, I have, I have the top 10. Okay. What do you think number one is? Public speaking. Mom? Uh, fear of flying. Fear of spiders. Oh. Really? Number one is fear of spiders. The next one is an animal one. What do you think number two is? Dogs, fear of dogs. Fear of cats. Fear of snakes. Oh, okay. Don't you feel that like the one, those are the two ones that come up the most is fear of spiders and fear of snakes? Yeah. Well, spiders Especially are creepy, but snakes, snakes, snakes like oh. if, you're, if you're a raised Christian, snake represents the devil and slithery oh. and tempting and like, like um, ready to send you to eternal damnation. So maybe that's So spiders are everywhere, but like snakes, I'm like, unless you live in the desert or like you're, I don't know, in Australia. Like I, I started to get scared of snakes in Australia. People are like, watch There's out, a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. They're like the size of your hand. Yeah. Even the, even the spiders. All, oh, all the spiders, I mean. Yeah, really? Yeah. In, in Australia? Are yeah, they're huge. Everything? Yeah. yeah. Remember, remember when Greg was going to Australia, we told him, you know, all the, the things that could kill you. He seems in, fine with it. Actually, yeah. why I've never been to Australia. <laughs> like the I was there for a month and a half. I saw Insects nothing. Are bigger than me, and yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like I'm not like I'm in a hotel in Australia for a month and a half. I saw nothing but just cats and dogs. Like I didn't like open my hotel room, and I was just like, I said no snakes. Like Jesus <laughs> Christ, guys. Um, okay, so number one, spiders. Number two, snakes. Number three, guesses. Fear of heights. Yeah. Heights. Number three is fear of heights. Number four. Flying. Um, so it's agoraphobia, fear of situations in which it is difficult to escape. It says one, of third pe uh, one third of people with a panic disorder develop agoraphobia. Like situations where it's, it's difficult to escape, like what? Like, cause agoraphobia I thought was a fear of open spaces. Um, uh, like a social phobia, like you won't- No, social phobias is later. Um, oh. um, this is like uh, elevators. Um, maybe like, uh, um, that's claustrophobia, isn't it? Yeah, that but is, that's up there, which is weird because I, maybe this list said the wrong thing. Cause I always thought agoraphobia, like you said, was like the fear of, of leaving the house. And this one was like the fear of being in closed spaces. I think they wrote the wrong thing. Um, 
I, I have a, I have a fear of like, not like, I have a fear of like festivals and concerts and big crowds. Is that kind yeah. of in line with agoraphobia? No, I think it's so, cause they have social phobias. I think that's like, cause I have, I have a lot of social anxiety and I'm I don't afraid of being that. trampled, not talking to people. <laughs> valid yeah. point. That's valid point. Um, no, I, I don't do well, especially when everybody's taller than me and like everybody's up here. I feel like a child. Yes. It that's really, what I, mean. I, yeah, I have panic attacks. I don't do yeah. well with that. That's I, why you I, hang out with me. <laughs> yeah, no, we're on the same level and we don't like crowds. No, I absolutely, I absolutely hate like any kind of festival I'm lost in them people are pushing me like which is crazy to be in a big city but like you can sit down I travel when it's not that many people I don't yeah. like being in the middle of it I tend to stay by the doors I had three really tall friends I went to go support a friend's um like play or something years ago and all of them were tall, like all of them were six feet tall and I hadn't seen them and they all came over and they stood over me and they're like it's so good to see you and I first of all I felt like a child but second of all I was like back up guys. Like, I love these people. And I'm like, no, no, get away from it. It's just, it, it causes <laughs> yeah. panic. Um, but I think you're right. I don't know. I feel like that list was the, I think the fear is right, but I think the, the label for it. Okay. Number five, you mentioned it earlier. Was that flying cats, dogs? Yeah. Fear of dogs. Number oh. five is fear of dogs. Number six, cats. Mom, do you not know anything other than animals? I'm so disappointed in you right now. Bats? I'm so I'm, afraid of like, bats. Like, I'm going to stick up to, I'm going to stick up for your mom everyone this, Yeah, everyone this year is afraid of bats. I'm terrified <laughs> of bats now. I didn't hear before. And now I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I'm scared that they're going to be on my plate. I'm scared they're going to poop in my eye. Um, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Oh my God. I'm terrified now. Terrified. Bat, bat soup. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, hey, what's in this soup? <laughs> I hope it's, it's better be chicken. Um, number six is or cat. Of, yeah, or cat. We're okay with eating cats. Uh, fear of thunder and lightning is number six. Uh, whoa, I yeah, I love um, thunder and lightning, but I get it. Yeah, yeah. Number seven. This is a hint, mom. Uh, fear of dying or germs. No, it's it's going to be your new life soon. For fear of retirement. Needles. Yeah, fear ah. of injection. Oh, I love Never injections. Do you? Makes sense. <laughs> you love injections? I can just see my mom doing heroin. She's like, it's so oh, fun. Needles is another one. I mean, I used to get shots all the time as a kid and when I was fine, but now I, I can't even look. I have to turn my head. I hate them. Yeah, I, I never could look. But you give, you're able to give them and you understand. And I always know this story. So my mom was getting blood taken for something. This is like one of my favorite mom stories. She was getting blood taken at like a Quest Diagnostics or something. And the woman went in the vein and she couldn't get the blood. So then now she's like wiggling it around and she's like hurting my mom. And my mom finally takes it out of her, takes it out of her hand and puts it in herself. And she was just like, Stop it. Doctor <laughs> Terry, you're such a badass. That's so funny. <laughs> it hurts when you wiggle the the Yeah, but like needle. I, but again, my mom came home and tells the story. She's like, I do it on fur-covered animals. Like I can see my vein. <laughs> yeah, I think like, I'm just afraid of incompetence. As you get older, you realize like nobody <laughs> knows what they're doing. And so like I just remember like one woman just jabbing, I'm sorry, I can't find your vein. Well, stop trying. Stop this now. <laughs> <laughs> like I could do it and I'm not a doctor but I do I remember my mom came home and she's like she was hurting me so I just like it's <laughs> awesome um we're almost done number eight fear of well. kites <laughs> like, these are the most common fear of bridges I, I have a fear of bridges I'm afraid to drive over them I'm yeah. so afraid. I'm like I have this. a friend who's like that yeah, I'm like that anyway. If you're driving, I mean, but all you have to do is watch one YouTube video about how America's infrastructure is falling apart and no. of everything. No. Oh my um, God. But no, it's fear of social situations. Um, okay. Number nine is Bridges. fear of flying. Okay, yeah. Uh -huh. And then number ten is fear of germs and dirt. Hmm. Ah. So those are all the most like those are the most common, which makes sense because they're the ones that you hear about all the time. But mm -hmm. then I looked up all the weird ones. That's Go on. The right, right thing to say. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny. I wrote all the like ways of saying them, and there's they're I'll only use the ones for whatever. But um, the weirdest one: fear of peanut butter being stuck to the roof of your mouth. That's it's awesome. Doesn't that feel like a, you know how like the Germans have a word for everything? Like, yeah. like this is like some of these fears are so specific that you're just like, what? Like. <laughs> You know what it's for me? Caramel. You ever have caramel? Like you go to put like a it's piece stuck of in your teeth. How do you, yeah. A lot of filling. How do you I even? Fear, I have a fear of how losing do you, a filling. How do you even find out that that's a fear? Like, 
it, it almost feels like there's a questionnaire and somebody was just fucking with the questionnaire. Just like, <laughs> I, hate, I hate that. And the little corner of Doritos, when I swallow Doritos, it's, I actually have that fear. They're they, it hurts, you know? No, no, they, they're stabby. They're, it's a or choking, stabby. fear of choking. I'm surprised that's not up there. That is oh, actually yeah. really, yeah, that is interesting. I guess for me, like the fear of not eating peanut butter, how does that affect your life when at the end of the day, you don't need peanut butter? Buttons are a part of life. That kind of makes yeah. sense to me. But the fear of peanut butter, like we already have people that are allergic. So half the time it's not even around, but like, how does that, how does being scared of peanut you butter- You can't go to the supermarket in that aisle, you start having- Panic attack. You can't attack. get the Nutella, which is near the <laughs> peanut butter. And now you can't have the, the fruits of, of the world. Yes, and it Valid. affects your life. Yeah, that's a valid point. Now okay, you have um, to go on Amazon and get. But also, I'm the the naming of some of these is so dumb. Like I just I yeah. I wish I looked up like why they have the names they have. So like the fear of peanut butter is like arachnopatory phobia. Like it's probably some it. Latin. Probably just is that what it is. Or like it, so bet. number two is nomophobia. That's the fear of being without your mobile phone. Is that just everybody? Is that <laughs> I think everybody? so. Yeah. My We're favorite thing. So Maria got an iPhone before I did. So like, it took a while for me to be addicted to my phone. But I remember she stayed with me and she was on my bed. And next thing you know, she's like, huh, 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 and she's like freaking out and she finds her phone. And then I found a video of a cat that was like playing with the sheets that was like, huh, 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 huh. and I, I sent it to her and I was like, Maria looking for her phone. Yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah, that, that video stuck a panic with me. Attack. Every time I wake up in the morning and search for my phone like that, I think of that video. <laughs> panicking but feline like, that's everyone that's everyone now could you call my phone i can't find it i can't find it how long have you been away from your phone ma'am it's been three minutes this is an emergency call it i had it on vibrate why would you do that why would you leave your phone alone on vibrate you insane <laughs> do you not even care about it okay number three is fear of numbers arith this makes sense arithmophobia fear of numbers so it's anxiety associated with doing math or dealing with certain numbers. And then the fear of seeing numbers is numerophobia. It's funny, I have a joke about hating math, but I do get like anxious. I'm pretty good at doing um, the, the percentages, like doing 20% for tipping and stuff like that. Cause I know, I know a tool, but when I have to do math that isn't like the type of doing it is memorized and somebody's looking at me, it like makes me like anxious. You, I think just... that plays into your social anxiety. You have a lot of fears about doing things while someone's looking at you, reading plaques at museums, doing math yeah. while someone's waiting for you. And like, you don't like to, I think you, you, you like to try to stay in control and not look dumb in every situation possible. So say yeah, if, if, a, if a math problem presents itself and it takes you too long to do it, like, it's not really, a, it's not the math itself. It's like, it's like the, the social no. anxiety of, of someone thinking, lesser of you if you take too long no it's a I, I think that's a really valid point which is is, is like I, numbers don't make me cry at night but the judgment of others <laughs> does. <laughs> um this one's weird plutopia uh plu phobia fear of money fear and that's like the fear of becoming wealthy wealth fear of wealthy people dread uh of dealing with money and i was like that's so and they talk about how people will like self-sabotage because of this fear and i was just like that's my problem. That's why. <laughs> oh, sorry. My fear of money is just sparky. It's not that I don't know how to save. It's just that when my bank account gets high, I get scared. Okay. I'll kind of rest this one. Uh, xanthophobia, the fear of the color yellow. What? I just see like, those are the ones I'm intrigued by. Like, that's the thing that's like, did, like, did you stay in a yellow room, like at your mm -hmm. aunt's one summer? and just have the worst time and like have like maybe her dog attacked you and that's why you have a fear of dogs and yellow you know what I mean but it, what's crazy about it is it's kind of true like all of this stems from like childhood trauma like most of this is um number six is the fear of bathing and then there's also an aquaphobia which is the fear of water bathing doesn't fully make sense to me the fear of water does like uh, I think it's like drowning oceans. yeah drowning like that makes sense to me this is weird octophobia fear of the number eight <laughs> <laughs> it's all First rounded all, shit can we just talk about that's number seven on the list what a missed opportunity like infinity <laughs> sign the infinity sign right side up but that but that is one of the things like you can be scared of the fact that it's the infinity sign you can be scared of groups of eight like it's just eight people which like to me i'm like what are you counting people and then getting scared like 
it just it seems crazy yeah, to me. and if somebody goes to the bathroom are you then okay with that group <laughs> these are great questions these are excellent questions um and then the fear of numbers themselves is arithmophobia the fear of number 13 that kind that of like, I, I understand that one which is triskaidephobia. I can't even say it. Yeah, it's crazy. So like for the fear of the number eight, it could be the symbol itself, it, the, it in an address, in ads group. It's like, I, I find that, how do you get go through your life? Fear of opening your eyes, which I don't even know how that works, but they kind of said that people like stayed in really dark places and they didn't go outside. Globophobia, fear of balloons. Mm -hmm. um, that just makes sense to me if I'm being really honest. Like really? they're usually associated with clowns. People are really scared are you, of clowns. They, yeah, what, what is that fear of clowns, Liz? Go into that. It's clown, clown. No, your fear, your oh, fear. Oh, my fear of clowns? clowns? I don't like scary movies and they were always in scary movies. Ah. Mm. I really think they, because they were portrayed as evil and I don't do well with like fear-based stuff in general. I just, I don't know. And then balloons popping. I don't like when, I don't like being scared. I don't like pranks. I don't yeah. like that stuff. I it, hate like, pranks. Yeah. It's funny. I was, so I was staying with Danny and she has two little kids. And they were scaring each other and that's fine. I don't care. But I was, um, I was getting work done. I was like in a groove sitting on my bed, getting work done. And I look over and her youngest cell will pops up and I scream, like truly screams mm -hmm. and he's, he's cute. And I was like, ha ha ha. But then I was like, keep door shut. No, nope. <laughs> so, like, I was like, yeah, oh, this funny. one's important. Okay. Yeah. This one, this is how, you know, the people that make these up are assholes. This one, I'm going to butcher it. It's called hippotomonosaurotoxicodibidilophobia. It's like, it's super, let's see my little notes. It's super long. Do you see mm. number 10? Fear of long words. Yes. <laughs> what? It's it's like that running That's joke. Rude. of why is this, Right? <laughs> but you know how people have that joke where they're like dyslexia. Why is it such a hard word to spell for people that don't know how to spell? The yes. fear of long words is the longest word. You're an <laughs> asshole. You're a fucking asshole. Whatever scientist or whoever you are, fuck you. And it said even ironically longest word in the dictionary. It's not ironic. Somebody did that. <laughs> Someone did that. I don't like that. But they say it comes like it's often dyslexic people. And it made me realize. So there's a there's a stop off uh, one of the trains in the city. And it's Hoyt Shimmerhorn. It's not even a long word. It's Hoyt dash Shimmerhorn. Mm. Say it for 10 years because it just seemed overwhelming. And like I would try to pay attention to the announcer, but it would kind of cause me anxiety. I see it says two minutes. Um, it says less than a minute for me. So, oh, okay, I see it now. But like it just, I don't know, it just made me like scared. But I kind of get that. And it's not so much that I don't do anything, but I do get scared to read. I make Maria do all the fan mail. I'm like scared of this. Um, and you got to wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, there's tons more. <laughs> so just um, your fears i want to hear i want to hear if like our listeners fears um yeah i would like to know questions. like yeah if they have any fears if there's any weird fears um if they how they've dealt with their fears like i think that's even important too as somebody that's you know now dealing with uh, a fear of flying how are they dealing with it and you can write to us at two non-doctors that's two non full word doctors at gmail.com and we want to thank our forever uh guest uh dr terry, dr. terry. Oh, thanks for having me terry. yeah you did great i'm proud of you oh. go vaccinate the world i will saving the world one person yeah. at a time yeah that doesn't that's not scared of injections of vaccines <laughs> yeah that too um i'm sure that'll be on there um mm -hmm. okay i think we're good see you next thanks. week bye bye guys Hey, what's in this soup?